Hello, and welcome to Theology with an English Accent. I'm very sorry I couldn't get out a video this weekend. As you can hear, my voice still isn't that great. I'm fortunately out of bed now, uh, and I'm working from home today. But uh, I was resolved that I wasn't going to let uh, today's video slide. So, if you'll bear with me, let's look at the text. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. So Paul begins with a therefore. So we have to ask ourselves, what is it there for? Well, Paul has just been exhorting the Philippians to imitate him. He's been warning them about false teachers, and he's been reminding them that their true home is not this world, but it is in heaven. So, because of all of this, Paul then tells the Philippians, therefore, stand firm in the Lord. And in that first verse, he uses many terms of endearment. He says that you are for whom I long, love and long for. He calls them my joy and my crown. So he finds joy in the Philippians. They are also his crown. They are his great achievement. Paul was very proud of this church. They had very few, very few issues and their faith was well known. And he finally calls them my beloved. Paul loved them dearly. They were joined together in a very deep bond of love. Now Paul goes on. I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. So, who are Euodia and Syntyche? Well, it appears from the text that these were two women who had had something of a big falling out. They were both, both members of the Philippian church, and Paul wanted them reconciled. And knowing that there was this falling out makes sense of Paul's words back in chapter 2, where he spent a long time talking about unity and humility. He no doubt had had this, this dispute in mind when he was speaking to that. So Paul wants this difficulty in the church reconciled. These, these two Christians, he wants them to agree in the Lord. But he knows that they're probably going to need some help. So we read in verse 3, And I ask you also, true yoke fellow, help these women, for they have laboured side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. So Paul is calling upon the Philippian community to help in the reconciliation of these two women. And in particular, he calls upon someone whom he refers to as true yoke fellow. Now, most translations will render this text in a very similar way. True yoke fellow, partner, companion. But it's actually possible that it could also be a proper name, uh, Syzygus in the Greek. But either way, Paul is, is asking this person to help in this reconciliation effort. So Paul also refers to this Clement. Now, Catholic tradition uh, in Eusebius, in Jerome, we hear that this Clement, referred to here, 
is later Pope St. Clement. He's the, he was the fourth Bishop of Rome after Peter. And if you'd ever like to read anything that he wrote, he wrote a beautiful letter to the Corinthian church at the end of the first century with a very similar topic to the context here. He was writing to reconcile the clergy with the Corinthian congregation because there had basically been a rebellion and they had kicked out all of their presbyters. So Clement writes to them, um, exhorting them to bring them back. And for completeness sake, I just wanted to explain one phrase that was in this verse. Paul talks about the book of life and those whose names are in the book of life. It's actually an image that we find several times in scripture. And the idea is that in heaven, there is a book, uh, a ledger, a registry, where all of the names of the saints are written. All of those who are saved, their name is in the book of life. So, thank you for bearing with me. My voice is very nearly going. But I'd just like to end with a question. Do you have any long-standing disagreements or feuds? Particularly in church. Is there anyone with whom you have to agree in the Lord? And if so, you don't have to do it by yourself. Who could you ask for help in resolving this? So that's all for today. Hopefully my voice will feel a little bit better later in the week. So until then, in the words of Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen, God love you.